All right, everybody, welcome back to the Douglas Design District podcast. And I'm one of your hosts, Jason Villanueva. We also have with us Renee Duxler. Renee Duxler. Renee, full page spread in the news <laughs> in the newspaper, Duxler. Yes, right. that was super fun. I was really I was actually not anticipating a full page spread. So they were like, we're gonna do this 10 minutes interview and talk about the Douglas Design District and and then yeah, bam. Boom. Full page, so Bang, boom, very pow. exciting because it, it's more exposure for the district, so I love it. Absolutely. I'm all thrilled. Yeah, exactly. So what was it about? Uh, it was um, uh, the Wichita Business Journal does a 10 minutes with interview every okay. week, and they kind of highlight somebody, um, but they specifically were asking me about the district and our future, you know, vision for the future, and what we'd like to see with the business improvement district, you right. know, kind of committee that we're doing. And then they kind of got into a little bit of, you know, am I going to run for public office again, oh, and that sort of fun yeah, stuff. Stuff, but um, everybody's asking that Trying question to get right the now. Juicy deets <laughs> right? on the future. If if I had a quarter for everybody that asked me that question, I would be right. able to launch a new campaign. Actually, um, yeah. so anyway, um, <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. It was fun to see, and again, glad to have more exposure well, out there for yeah. what we're doing here. You are a fantastic representation for the district. Thank Renee. you. I appreciate. Thank that. you. Thank you. Well, we are. This is a special episode. Every episode is special, but this uh, episode is special because we are recording at the workroom ICT currently yes. in their little conference slash war room. Yes. And, uh, and so what, what is, uh, what makes that special is this is actually a, uh, an episode on the second Saturday artisan market. So we're featuring the artisan market, um, that's at the workroom and Douglas design district is actually a sponsor yes. of this event. So if, if you have been alive in Wichita over the past <laughs> six years, right. you should have heard about the artisan market. It's a lot of fun, and we did a, a feature episode last year on the Douglas Design District podcast about the artisan market, but um, we are coming towards the end of winter. Yes. Thank the oh Lord. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> winter is ending. Let's hope. Knock on wood, anyway. Right. Let's hope we are there. <laughs> 40-something more days, apparently. Yes, but, let's just um, do it. Spring is on the way, and mm-hmm. so with spring, Wichita comes to life and things bloom again and so the artisan market is going to be starting in April and so this is a a special year it's the sixth year anniversary of the workroom right and it's going on the fifth year correct of the artisan market the artisan market so the first year anniversary of the workroom is when the artisan market all began so yeah so it's very exciting that we're and it has it has grown yes quite a bit since yes yeah so uh, tell us just a little bit about what you can find at the Artisan Market. Yeah, so the Artisan Market here um, at the space is always on the second Saturday, starting from April through October. Um, so, you know, mostly the warmer months throughout the year. And it runs, I believe, from 10 to 2. And typically there's live music all day long. Um, there's food trucks out here with anything and everything you could possibly want to find, um, including alcoholic drinks, <laughs> um, but also lots of of great food and local, you know, local food trucks. And then of course the 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 best part about the artisan market is that it brings all sorts of artisan vendors into the space um, and they've got all sorts of fun, cool, creative 
um, just great things for sale during the day that helps you um, shop local right. and support our local artists and vendors, as well as just get some really cool stuff. Yeah, so, so it's all pretty much handmade and homemade. Yes. There you go. That's exactly right. Somebody ought to take that and just use it from now on. <laughs> handmade and homemade at the Wichita <laughs> Artisan Market. Yeah. Love it. I'll, I'll pass that on to Janelle. <laughs> That's right. Maybe she'll, she will listen. Yes. Right, right, she... right. And so that happens. Uh, it's going to be happening every second Saturday between uh, April and October. Exactly. And that's at the corner, it's at 150 North Cleveland, mm -hmm. and it's at the corner of uh, First and Cleveland. That's right. Yeah. Okay, good stuff. And yeah. so we have a special guest. I'm going to let you tell us yeah. about our special so guest. Yeah, so part of what we wanted to do today was bring in and spotlight one of our artisan market vendors, one of the people um, who has actually been here since the beginning of the artisan market. So right. going into her sixth year now being with the market, um, we have Heather Byers from Feather Bee here today, who, um, again, like I mentioned, um, is a vendor at the market as well as one of the artists um, who has done a few murals, um, collaborated on a few murals murals here in the district, um, as well as has some of her um, uh, 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 products here at the workroom as right. well. She yep. sells them here. I've actually purchased some of her products from, <laughs> I my, have too. from my daughter, so <laughs> yes, look at that. Yeah. Know, You're right? welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome, Heather. Um, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. And we just kind of want to dive in a little bit into um, your story here in Wichita. So that kind of starts with kind of telling us a little bit about yourself. And specifically, are you from here in Wichita or have you moved here? And kind of your journey here in, in this great city. Um, I am a Wichita native. I barely ever leave. Um, I grew up about one mile south of the house that I live in right now. Oh, wow. So I just like to stay, you know, close to home. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, just in the Delano district, um, which I love. So Perfect. not too far down the street from the design district. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's everything on Douglas, I swear. Yes. It's yep. Where it's Douglas. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Awesome. So then what kind of, you know, a little bit about yourself. You're an artist and a creative here in town, but what What's kind of your story? What kind of got you into what you're doing now? And, and what has that been, journey been? I don't know. Um, it's just, it's kind of been part of me forever. I'm sure a lot of people always say that. I was drawing when I was little and I learned sure. how to sew when I was probably about eight years old. Um, then school and academics and things kind of set that aside for a little while. Um, I Once I started having kids though, then it became kind of a more... Uh, practical reason to bring those skills back just yeah. starting to right. sew clothes and things and people started liking them um and the first time I think it was back at Bluebird Art House they used to have the the market upstairs right. I made some stuffed animals for that one and I've been doing it ever since um people seem to like them so I have fun making them and it's been really great so you said you learned to sew when you were eight yeah. Is that like needle and thread or is that actual sewing machine? Um, my mom insisted that I learn how to do a needle and thread first. Okay. So I would yeah. make these tiny, the basics. right, like tiny, mm -hmm. tiny little worthless pillows that would be good for nobody. Uh -huh. um, and then I would like stitch words and phrases and <laughs> things. They were good for learning. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I started out making all these tiny little pillows. Um, but then, yeah, my mom taught me on the sewing machine and the very, very tedious process of using um, sewing patterns, which I hate to do um don't and, put me in a box right 
just now I think she kind of um, gets frustrated with my method now. Um, <laughs> I don't know if frustrated is the right word, but These it's just fangled strategies. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have very different different methods for approaching the same thing. But she helps me out a lot with this stuff too. So it's been fun kind of blending those two worlds together. Sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so then when you kind of, you know, realize that you really love this and you mentioned, you know, kind of having kids and stuff and kind of going through some, you know, um, ups and downs when, and, and what was the kind of, um, uh, uh, push to start feather B? Like when did it kind of become an actual business for you? Um, I want to say maybe, maybe in the last two or three years, I feel like I've really been putting more effort into it. Um, I've, I started out with it probably about six or seven years ago doing the stuffed animals. Um, and I would do markets fairly regularly, maybe once a month or so. Um, but this will be my fourth year at the Kansas grown farmers market and they have markets every single week. Um, so I've been trying to go to at least half or most of those throughout the year. And then I do the artisan markets here too. So I think just having that consistent schedule um, has really pushed me to, to really work to grow this business. Yeah. So, so describe what you do to our listeners. Obviously, we'll post some pictures on Facebook sure. so people can see what you do. But how would you describe what you do? How would you describe these stuffed animals that are out <laughs> strewn about the table right. in front of us? Um, I don't know. Everything. Um, all of the ones that I make, they're my own patterns. So I just kind of start out with this idea in my head. I have big rolls of tracing paper and just kind of draw out whatever and hope that at the end of it, it'll turn out the way that I've imagined. Sure. Um, I started probably with more like um, for, like forest animals, oh, foxes and, and owls. Um, about 2014, those were really, really, really popular. Yes. So everything was like owls and foxes and uh, and raccoons, things like that. Um, but then from there, I've just kind of added on more as I go along. Sure. Um, I try to use really interesting fabrics, textures, yeah, I colors. Say, I love yeah. the different textures. And so fabrics. I want I want to play a game. Okay. I want each one of us to try and describe the animal sitting oh, in front okay. of us. Okay, okay. So go ahead and go first, Renee. All right, okay. so I have what um, looks like a cat, definitely um, a cat, and it's um, maybe a pink coral color for most of the body, but then it has, or I guess I, guess I should say the head and the appendages are a pink pink kind of coral color, but the body and the ears are this really fun, like metallic um, marbled fabric that I I feel like I might need this actually. It's really interesting, <laughs> really isn't it? Cool and interesting and super soft. Yeah, too, and by if the you way, need, like... if you ever need a copywriter to describe your animals <laughs> sure. for your website, yeah. you will come up with. Clearly, yeah. that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Great. oh my gosh. So I have in front of me a really cute uh, llama. I actually had to ask what it was earlier. I was like, okay, wait, what is this? <laughs> I, I kind of caught the gist, but. Yeah, the the body's just kind of like a furry, soft tan. It's got black eyes and a, and a cute nose, and um, its ears are sticking straight up into the air. <laughs> but the pattern kind of on the back and on the ears is just this fun kind of hilly, uh, I want to say humpy. I know that's kind of funny <laughs> to say, but it's, uh, yeah, like pink and white and 
Um, maybe teal. You just sold yourself. Yeah, copyright. right. Right yeah. there. Yeah. Who, who have you ever heard describe something as humpy? So other than a camel or Wednesday, right? So That's this awesome. really cute, uh, really cute stuffed animal. So yeah. your turn. Okay, let's see if I can do this. So I have a puppy, which is one of my newer patterns. Um, so this one is one of my favorites. I started with well, my favorites to look at, not necessarily my favorites to make, because. <laughs> It is this like super furry, like just white faux fur. Kind of a Yeti um, style. Coat. Yeah, it is like <laughs> insanely hairy. Like it reminds me of this. I have a little terrier that his you know, your hair, their hair's always in their eyes and yes. it's so long and yeah, just a mess, um, but adorable. Um, so it's just this white furry fluff ball and then um, it has a little patch over its eye, the inner ear, and then the tummy of it is like kind of a navy blue spacey um, cotton print with a little bit of metallic gold little sparkles yeah. in there too. So, so with each one of your, each one of your animals, you kind of, you do a body kind of texture real soft mm -hmm. but then you kind of do these accent prints that yes. are really fun right every single thing that I make it has two fabrics mm -hmm. um, besides the felt eyes or anything nose anything that it needs for their face um, but I do generally try to pick a solid color that's really soft or interesting I use some of the designer um, remnants from the workroom here sometimes oh, yeah locally to find sourced some more, yes yeah <laughs> to find some more interesting fabrics to play with um, and then a lot of times I do end up pairing it up with either a cotton or flannel um, print. Yeah. Just kind of makes for fun textures. They're fun to hold. Yeah. Super fun, fun stuff. Hold. They're fun to look at. I mean, I, like I said, we have some in our house. And yeah. so they <laughs> They just are really um, very cute, um, whimsical sort of thing to have in a children's room. For right. sure. My, my daughter has a narwhal. <laughs> and yes. so actually, and you can tell us more about this, but we came to a, I believe it was a second Saturday, and you were here. That's what I was and, thinking, and the you design were, your own. Right. And mm -hmm. so you were taking orders, and basically you could say, I want this kind of animal and I want this um, fabric for the body and I want this fabric for kind of the accent pieces. Mm -hmm. and you put those together and then we came and picked them up and that was really fun. Yeah, that event was kind of bred out of necessity. Um, a couple Christmases ago, I had this big event, the first Wichita Etsy local show and um, it had been a good fourth quarter for me so far so I didn't really have much product to take with me and so last minute I'm like, what am I going to do? And I brought, I thought, I'm just going to take fabric and I'll see, you know, yeah. if people like the to do um, custom orders that way and it really took off and people had a lot of fun with it I don't know why I wouldn't think they do it's my favorite part of the whole it's, process it was a lot of it's fun. just yeah. yeah picking out the fabrics and matching them up well there's um, a story so I've behind done it, it a few times now so since we then. see the narwhal is on the shelf in, in my right. daughter's room and so you see it and you're like oh yeah I remember when we did that right versus where did we buy that stuffed animal right you yeah. know there's a story behind yeah. it. it's really cool yeah. Look at you creating memories, and invading yeah. people's homes with cuteness and fluffiness. Well, and that's, you know, we continue to have this conversation. Um, but one of the things as an advocate for our businesses and our creatives and vendors in the district is constantly talking about how shop local is that experience. Right. That when you shop local, when you work directly with um, anyone um, for a small business, that you get that kind of personal touch, you get that customer service, and you you get that memory of you know being able to do something really fun or cool or whatever it is and that's what I love about our small business owners and and advocating for them is that there is that special piece that you you get as a part of the process right absolutely so you have been participating in the 
Second Saturday Artisan Markets since its inception, yes. right? since day one. Uh-huh. So tell us about that experience kind of as a vendor and um, what that's like and has it helped your business? Like, just tell us a little bit about that. Um, yeah, I definitely think that it's helped my business. Um, it's uh, It's been growing so much each year and it's... Um, really even to me more importantly than helping my business it's where I've made so many of my friends of like this kind of amazing community of local makers that Wichita has um there's so many great people that I've met just from doing this market um and then there's I mean the growth of adding in so many food truck vendors and everything else I've you know really been able to kind of network and branch out with the people that I know just I mean from this particular market more than any other one that I've done um so far I of course love you know showing up the day of and selling things and meeting customers and you know hoping that the work that I've been doing at home pays off in the long run um but I think that there there is more than just that um for the workrooms market for sure it's it's the culture of it and uh, the relationships that I've built for sure for sure Mm -hmm. and then do you um just do the because you're also an artist Uh and you paint yes (laughs) and so do you also sell paintings and do that as well or how does that kind of play into your your business and, and what you're doing so off and on over the years I have um put varying levels of energy into trying to do the two dimensional fine art kind of stuff um it is a different kind of market, a different kind of thing that right. I, I don't know that I've quite figured it out yet. Um, <laughs> I, what I kind of tell people more, more is how, how I think of it is the sewing feather bee, the stuffed animals. That's kind of my day job. Sure. And then the painting I do for myself, I really love it. And then, um, when I can put together enough stuff to do a show, you know, then it's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. So that's kind of my side hustle, I guess, is the painting I gotcha. where the feather bee is kind it's, of my full time thing. Okay. Tell me a little bit about before Featherby being your your primary thing, like the thing that you're doing to make money. Sure, sure. Obviously, you love it, but tell me kind of that in between. What was I doing before? (laughs) Yeah. Well, what were you doing before? But then, like, when did you make that decision decision to jump and go full time and kind of that process? Okay. Um, it's been. I don't know. I mean, before I had like I had a couple of jobs working in banking. Um. And then, like I mentioned earlier, um, started having kids. I have three kids now. Um, But I don't know. I just, um, I feel like there wasn't a turning point, really, for Featherbee. It's just been kind of a slow growth over, Mm -hmm. you know, each year I see the business grow a little bit more and a little bit more. And then it got to the point where I just had to decide, like, is this something that I'm going to continue to do? Because if so, I definitely have to put some sort of a focus or schedule or something on myself because organization is not always my strong suit. (laughs) So it got to the point where I, yeah, I just had to decide, like, is this what I'm going to do? Right. Um, or, you know, I really would have to find a way to back off a little bit because it was uh-huh. just getting to where um, if I if I wasn't planning on doing this seriously, it was getting to be a lot of work. Right. Yeah. So right. I had to decide so if I was ready to, to put in the work. It was side hustle until it really couldn't be side hustle. Right. Be main hustle, right. right. And so, again, I don't think there was a certain point in time that that happened, but certainly over the last two to three years when I've been doing the weekly markets, um, I have stuff in stores probably 12 or 15 different stores right now 
Um, I started out in Kansas here at the workroom, but now I have stuff in Oklahoma. And then actually starting next week, I'm I'm branching out into Nebraska. So it's just (laughs) that's cool though. That's super cool. Slow growth, Yeah. yeah. That I have to. I feel like each year reevaluate like how much time do I have to spend on this and how much effort um, and yeah what are my priorities I guess as far as everything else some of my favorite my favorite stories Mm -hmm. are hearing about people who start doing something because they just love it Mm -hmm. and then it just turns into this thing that was it ends up being so much bigger than they ever imagined yeah and just kind of has those humble beginnings Uh and the slow growth not like not like you tried to make that happen but it just happened and you you're on you're riding the wave right Right. just (laughs) kind of taking it as it comes and it's really cool i love that especially (laughs) people in wichita Mm -hmm. like it's sure it's happened that's happening for people uh and i just i wanted to hit on that because i know that many of our businesses and business owners small business owners here in the ddd they have that entrepreneurial spirit and they're just trying to make it work because Mm -hmm. you know they they're doing what they love but then also hopefully there are some listeners who are kind of in that place and saying i want to do what i love for a living right and so how do i move towards that what do i do right and so hearing all these stories i think it helps yeah yeah yeah, for sure sure well and definitely encouraging people because it sounds like um you know you um you know a lot of businesses have to figure out do i go brick and mortar do Mm -hmm. i sell online like what's my you know kind of thing here and um for you um you obviously kind of did you did you kind of start in the markets or did you start with having these kind of um at different different places like where did you kind of get originally linked in to I'm not sure if I remember I don't I guess probably it it was the markets I feel like fairly soon after the like the first couple of markets with the workroom um probably Janelle approached me and asked me, you know, if I would like to have some of the stuff in the store. I, I am pretty sure that that was probably how, how things started with, um, as far as selling stuff in the stores. Yeah. So you do, Mm -hmm. um, obviously in the stores and Mm -hmm. we're talking about, you know, the different markets and different things. Do you sell online as well? Or is it just strictly, you have to come I should. No, no. I think. I mean, you mentioned the brick and mortar thing and then the online sales. Mm -hmm. I've kind of dabbled in both. I've had a couple of different studio spaces and I've tried out different events and selling. Um, And then online, I've tried starting an Etsy Etsy. shop so many times. But it's just, um, I I don't have the the time to put into that I feel sure. like because it's just a whole different thing mm-hmm. that you have mm-hmm. to you know know how to oh, to gosh, do and yeah. like the listings are so tedious and yes. I just hate it I yeah. really hate it <laughs> but what you're doing now works <laughs> right it is it is slow yeah yeah, yeah. like I said it it's just broken. been yeah. kind of a slow build and mm-hmm. um it's getting it's getting to be more all the time so yeah, yeah. that's fantastic and I think that's something that business owners have to think about all the time it's sure. like where is the best return for the investment mm-hmm time and money that I'm putting into right. this. And if it's not a good, you know, return on time or money, then you do have to evaluate that right. constantly and right. go, okay, you know, where should I be putting more of my energy? And, mm-hmm. and, um, so yeah, I just, I'm always curious, um, <laughs> where people kind of, um, especially when you don't have a brick and mortar, like what kind of, you know, sustains, sustains you as well as, you know, the thought 
the thought process through that. And I know uh, having had a shot myself and people kept saying, well, you should put stuff online. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's like a whole other world that I do as, as the lone kind of person, which kind of leads into my next question is like, is feather be just you then? Um, it, I mean, it is, it is primarily me. I've had, um, my, I think I mentioned earlier, my mom, she'll come and help me out at markets and stuff. Mm -hmm. And when I've got this huge mountain of things that I'm trying to get done, I can always like, um, can you please stuff all of these for me? I'll come pick them up tomorrow. You know, that sort of thing. How am I supposed to work with this? There's no pattern. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. So, um, I, I definitely have the help, um, help there. Mm -hmm. And then every once in a while, again, just depending on the workload, I had a couple of pretty big orders last year that I Mm -hmm. wasn't really sure how I was going to get done. So I'll hire somebody to come and help me um, for a week or two to kind of make sure I can stay on track for where I need to be. Um, But for the most part, it is me that, I mean, all the, the decision-making, the, Mm. the new patterns and where we're going to be and what we're going to do, you know, that's just been me this whole time. Sure. Sure. Which Mm -hmm. is a lot. (laughs) Right. right. That's, that's really fun. And and that's how, you know, I think a lot of our business owners are are there, you know, it's sometimes it really is just you doing just four or five different jobs. Yeah. Right. Right. Being able to learn that and do it well, it's, it's, it's um, a lot, but um, one of the great things about the artisan market is Heather already um, mentioned is that there's so many other people there who are in very similar uh, situations Mm -hmm. and places and, and you have that kind of community and support. And so do you feel like that's kind of, you know, outside of obviously being able to, you know, do sales at the artisan market, um, that there is that sort of, like you mentioned, networking piece, um, support piece that really helps you as a business owner. Yeah, definitely. Um, networking and kind of figuring out how other people tackle similar problems, but then also collaborating and meeting people that sure. um, that do something similar but different, you know, and maybe you can work together on a new project or a new idea or um, set up for another event because you have things that kind of complement each other. So, that, yeah. you know, it's just been, I mean, it every, every market I feel like I talk to somebody Mm -hmm. and leave at the end of the day with some new idea that, you know, of some event I want to do or some project or something. Um, so yeah, it's just always, it's just kind of an inspiring place to be where you have this huge group of people that are all makers. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it too. It's cool. (laughs) I need to get my butt out to some more artists and markets. I think it, I feel like we always end up coming to the one that's like cold or you know what I mean? (laughs) Right. I know. I know. Well, we'll, again, knock on wood, you know, it starts next month. I know last year, um, we were into April. We had the first one and it was like raining ice. Snowmageddon or something like that. Yeah. So that one I was joking around a lot because that day it was 38 degrees and it was icy, Uh but I had been set up the week previous at the farmer's market where it was 19 degrees in snow. So I'm like, it's twice as warm. I just remember Janelle walking around with the little hand warmers for yes, everybody yeah. and Life I got saver. myself a coffee that I was like holding on to right. and for I sure. think there might have been some like um uh, what's it called? The cinnamon whiskey. Yes. Um, yeah. They were oh. giving giving it out to vendors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I think uh, Chris McDonald with Exclusive had 
some, <laughs> some fireball. That's right. what I'm so, She yeah, had fireball, some fireball. Some warm me up kind <laughs> right. of alcohol. And right. so, you know, and then that's what I love too is everyone was like, you know what, we're here. Let's just make, make the, best the best of it yeah. And, yeah. and have, you know, as best time as we possibly can in this right. situation. So. Right. Well, you can certainly check out Featherby online, uh, Facebook, and Instagram at ICT Featherby. But even more than that, Take the extra step. Go the extra mile. Yes. Come to the artisan market and hunt her down and find these furry, fuzzy, friendly things <laughs> that she's making. Um, and certainly support local, buy local, do all that yep. fun stuff. The second Saturday artisan market starts um, in April. That's going to be April 13th, yep. the first Saturday. And then, or excuse me, second Saturday, second Saturday um, yeah. April 13th. So the, the first artisan market of the season, April 13th. And then every month after that, second Saturday through October. That's right. And so I we'll always make this point. It's, it's family friendly. It's also pet friendly. Yes. Mm-hmm. People you're bring right. dogs. So you're right. you can bring the kids and bring the family pets. Yes. Family pets, strollers, all of it. All of it. Um, bike on down, ride the queue line down. Um, but Do yeah, there's, the there's so much to just kind of walk around and be down here. And again, it's not just the vendors, there's the food trucks and there's live music and there's just so much to kind of take in. Plus all the, um, other businesses that are all, you know, down here as well. Right. Um, you can walk outside of, of the artisan market and, and hit up the spice merchant and, and, um, there's the new science education education center that's now across the street um it's great yeah, for families i right. definitely encouraging people all the other businesses that are along here in the district as well make a day of it yes absolutely and and i'm, I'm trying to craft the statement in my mind but it's it really is one of wichita's premier events to get to understand the feel and the um what's the word i'm looking for uh, the culture of the city. Yes. It's, it's, it really does it. It does it justice, I believe. Yeah. And so along with the Artisan Market, because it is on second Saturdays, mm-hmm. second Saturday in Wichita yes. gives you the opportunity to purchase a tote bag or a card. That's right. And receive discounts at multiple vendors, businesses, restaurants. That's right. Here in the city on that second Saturday. And so you can actually buy those second Saturday tags at some of the vendors. And so mm-hmm. you can uh, just Google second Saturday, Wichita, mm-hmm. yep. and you'll find their website. And then it'll give a list of all the places where you can actually buy that, uh, that tag or that tote, and then you can get uh, discounts. And that's right. That's right. All along Douglas. And we actually sell those tote bags at our Douglas design district booth at the artisan market. There you go. And so if you want to start there and right. then you can just go all up and down Douglas on the queue line, like mm-hmm. I said, make a day of it. So. Right. So you can come here, you can get your second Saturday tag, you can get yourself a feather bee stuffed animal, and then you can yes. uh, run on by the Spice Merchant, jump on the queue line and just make your way about the uh, the district. That's right. I love and, it. And really get the experience. And so awesome stuff. Thank you so much, Heather. Sure. For yeah. being with us yes. today. Thank you. It's, it's been great to hear your story. And That's right. again, I do love your product. I, I own one. <laughs> and so maybe, 
Yeah. Are you are you planning on doing any more of the build your own kind of things? I'm sure I will. I don't have anything on the books yet, but I'm sure but that I will. Fingers yeah. crossed. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're too much fun not to. Right. Yep. <laughs> Super fun. Awesome. Anything else? I think that's that's it. We're just getting real excited again for the wrapping down of, of winter this this right. month. Um, and getting into April artisan market season. So yep. Awesome stuff. Don't forget, always, always follow uh, Douglas Design District on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can find more information and more about what's happening in the district at ddwichita.com. And huge thanks to Janelle and the Workroom ICT for allowing us to podcast in their conference room. And special thanks to Amy, who works at the Workroom, for bringing us delicious coffee. I know. She was our little just savior today. We're all hooked up with coffee (laughs) and mugs and creamer. And so, yeah. We're warm and we're caffeinated. Love the people here. That makes for a good podcast. So, thank you all so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time.